the college football experience, Arkansas State Red Wolves 2023 season preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Once again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. Hey, everybody, Jim McMahon here, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Episode. Ooh, that's the sound of the red wolf, Patty. <laughs> I'm I'm joking, folks. Hopefully you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh subscribe over there. Uh, you might just be wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby Swiggin' Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet speaks with his fists and lives by his wits when Dundee happened he was a superstar I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping would have killed a normal man but nah, now that's gone the medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning pretend it never happened and get on with your life um, uh, Patty C I think a lot of opposing teams when they go into Jonesboro are saying I'm dying this fucking country ass <laughs> fucked up town. Shit flying in my mouth. <laughs> the fuck? I can't see pollen. Let's get the fuck out of this country, mother. Yes! You know I love talking Arkansas State Red Wolf football, Patty C. Yeah. Wasn't that long ago. Had themselves some great coaches. Uh, yeah, Gus Malzon, Brian Harson. Hugh Freeze, Hugh Strip Club Freeze, Blake Anderson got it done for a yes, long time. Yes, and you know it wasn't that long ago they were winning at Texas A&M. They during the COVID year won at the Little Apple, Kansas State, with limited fans, but they won. Yeah. Doesn't matter. A win is a win That's is right. a win. They are the number two team in the great state of Arkansas. And for some reason, there's a state law where they can't play the Razorbacks. Cowards, in my opinion. Look, let we want to see more of yeah. that. The okay? Red Wolves deserve a shot at the Razorbacks. Yeah, come on. I mean, what are we doing here? Uh, I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back. JMU did play uh, Ark State a year ago, I believe. Give it up for the rooftop by PA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lag giving. Farmer, farmer, her in the basketball league MVP. Give it up for <laughs> NC. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Uh, How am I messing this up? The burrito eating, uh, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Oh, you know I should have been her in basketball league MVP. <laughs> 
I once hit the Raptors with a with a three pointer. Um, yeah, hitting the ceiling, uh, you know, of hit, a gym. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. But let's talk a little Arkansas State football, Patty C, because uh, I'm curious. You're a Butch Jones guy. Uh, I don't know that I would <laughs> classify myself as a Butch Jones guy per se, but. Uh, I mean, let's just dive right into it. What does the guy do? He recruits. Uh, does it translate? He follows Brian Kelly. <laughs> he does. Fly he, he might be part of his family, Brian Kelly's family, <laughs> family, because he followed him at Central Michigan. He followed him at Cincinnati. And well, he led him down south. He said, "Hey, yeah, he come went down on to down. Knoxville and then went to Tuscaloosa. This is a Nick Saban, former Nick Saban assistant, and now he lands in Jonesboro. And Patty, see, he's five and nineteen in two years. Let me ask you something." Mm. I know we got to to dive into everything and we don't like to see people fired, but if he goes say four anywhere, what's, what do you think brings him back for a fourth year? Mm. Well, let's uh, first two years, two and 10 and three and nine. So obviously, like you said, five and 19, uh, improving would probably help four and eight uh, would be you think four and eight. I don't think it brings him back. No five and seven. I think five and seven might. I think if you're continuing to improve, I mean the recruiting uh, and the overall talent composite suggests that they're moving in the right direction on that front. Um, if I, you know, nationally composite uh, four years ago ninety three, then ninety seven, but in his two years eighty four, and then now eighty, slowly creeping up recruiting wise um, ninety three, ninety six, and then when he came, well one oh two didn't work out, but sixty seven, I guess. Uh, I don't have the 2023 uh, recruiting in front of me. I can pull that up in a second. 67 is a massive drop, a jump from 97. So yeah, you know, if he if he can put the talent together for two or three more years, I think you wait for that to develop. You know, so year one he played five close games, right? Yeah, he was one and four in those close games. Now, is that bad luck or is that uh, bad coaching? Year two, he played in what? Uh, Wait, one, two, three, four, five, five close games. He went one and four in those. I mean, I think that's, that's, you can look at that a number of ways, but often losing in close games is an indicator of not great on the field, uh, you know, game management. Um, And I think coaches that are, are able to win those close games, but again, that's, that's, you know, what, Bobby Bowden, I want to say, said, "You start out by losing big, then you lose close, yeah. then you win close, then you win big. It's a process." Um, what about the fact, though, that you lost four conference games by over twenty points? Yeah, it sounds like he lost close, and now he's losing big. <laughs> he's, he just went the wrong direction there. Uh, I mean, look, I'm, this isn't a, me trying to shit on Arkansas State. I'm trying to figure it out because I don't understand it. Uh, we'll see. Look, they're alone. Wait, did he even get a Sunbelt win in 21? Uh, no, in 21. Yeah. Okay. He's gotten one win each year in Sunbelt play and both were against ULM. You know, what's crazy is for the last two cycles, 2021 and 2022, they're considered by 24 seven sports to have the best composite talent ranking in the conference. Yeah. You know, so with with the best talent in conference, you've managed three wins in two years. Uh, That's what I'm saying. I, I I think he might need to get the six this year. Yeah, I think he might need to or get I the guess six. Five wins in two years, but like, how many conference wins? 
We one, said one, each year. one conference in each year. Yeah. Okay. So two wins in two years in conference, despite having the best. Yeah. I mean, how many, what are they playing? Eight or nine? Uh, eight, I believe. Eight, okay. Either way. Terrible. Uh, yeah. So that would be what two and 14 in conference play uh, folks. We're going to talk more about it, but uh, I want to tell you that the Arkansas state red wolf, 2023 season preview episode is brought to you by edge boost. Edge boost is the world's first bet. Now pay later visa card. Yeah. Edge currently offers uh, up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Uh, imagine what you can do with an increased bank Roll. You can get down on some of your favorite futures, you know, without tying up your bankroll for months. Sometimes make a transaction, put five hundred dollars in the D, you know into something, and then all of a sudden your wife says, "What's this? Oh no, I'm just gonna bet for the, the season." Then you lose that five hundred, and you say, "Well, I want to do another five hundred, but you know, wife, he's gonna be asking questions. This is the old quarterback sneak here." Uh, you can also double down on a favorite bet you like, or maybe create an awesome middle or even hedge, even though we don't advise mm. hedging here. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, edge boost. Isn't uh, some sleeky loan shark either. All right. You know, they're, they're not going to be waiting for you outside of the, the pool hall to bust, uh, you know, to break your, to break your kneecaps. All right. Uh, the, the, this is why gambling is the legalization of gambling is better. In my opinion, is that it's safer. We saw it with the Alabama baseball team. Subscribe to the college baseball experience. But um, you know, the fact we're catching these guys in the act <laughs> as opposed to before, you know, learning about Boston College's basketball team 10 years later. Um, and they they charge 0% interest. This is a perfect example. Before you don't have the money, you keep going into that hole. Uh this one's fantastic. Zero interest. Edge boost is charging you. So I, I don't know that I've ever heard of something like that where you can place bets, you know, get extra money without paying any interest. Fantastic job by edge boost. Edge boost is certainly going to be a part of responsible gambling and it could be a part of your responsible gambling plan as they set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all of your betting accounts in one place. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sports gambling slash edge. Uh, once again, that's uh sports gambling podcast.com slash edge to sign up, do it. Uh, must be 21 in order to use problem with gambling call 1-800 gambler. All right, folks, we are back on the Arkansas state red wolves, 2023 season preview Patty C. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to, uh, to, to, to look at this as in like, okay. I'm I'm being sold on Arkansas State football, but let's let's just dive into it a little bit here. Butch Jones is five and nineteen in two years uh, in Jonesboro, but the transfer portal, uh, just like not as big as a role as I thought it would be with this team. Departing from a season ago is offensive tackle Kyle Kelly. He went to the Northern Iowa Panthers. Offensive lineman Ethan Milner uh, went to uh, DJ Kinney and North Texas. Tight end Sedu, uh Treyar, Treore. Uh, Your guess is as good as mine on all that one. Sun Belt tight end. He mm. went to Colorado, but get this, wasn't cutting into Colorado in the spring. He's back in the portal, so maybe he comes home. Who knows? All Sun Belt tight end. Yeah, first team. Yeah, and can't cut it at Colorado. Wow, He's not cutting it at Colorado. Prime time's got high standards. Yeah, he says we coming. Quarterback Kenneth Harris is at Oklahoma State now. I mean. That's what's departing this this Arkansas State team that made a bowl every year from 2011 to 2019. Incoming Patty C is JT Shroud. JT Shroud, uh, I know him for several stops. The, he was a Tennessee Vol originally, then he transferred to Colorado. He was at Colorado the past two years. Tore his ACL his first year, 
And then last year was part of a terrible Colorado team. Um, he's penciled in to be their starting quarterback because James Blackman, the Florida State transfer, is gone. He graduated. Mm. JT Shrout had a, a QB rating of 23.2 last year. Seven touchdowns, eight interceptions. Not all him, but yes, uh, definitely 44% completion percentage. A lot of concerns, I would say, at the quarterback position for uh, Arkansas State here. But they did land Jacob Bayer from Lamar on the offensive line. I think that's going to be a substantial get for them. I know you're thinking Lamar. Lathan? No, this is a college in the FCS. Uh, wide receiver Courtney Jackson comes in from Syracuse. Linebacker Wendell Davis comes in from Northwestern. Linebacker Gavin Potter comes in from Kansas. Offensive tackle Hamilton Hall from Ole Miss. And this was the big one here. Wide receiver Corey Rucker comes in from South Carolina. The reason why I mentioned that, Corey Rucker only played two games of South Carolina. Seems like he got a nice little paycheck. Hmm. The previous year, he was a Sunbelt freshman of the year and Arkansas State's wide receiver had a big time year. So he went to Columbia, South Carolina for a season. Now he's back in Jonesboro for offensive coordinator Keith Heckendorf and Butch Jones. Now, Keith, Keith Heckendorf, great name, 84th in scoring offense, 127th in rush offense mm. a season ago, 72nd in pass offense, to- total offense, 117th. <sighs> One of the worst. Uh, First rushing down, attacks, yeah, yeah, rushing attacks, N- never getting for fi- only five and a half first downs per game on the ground. So they they struggle. They're going to have to figure it out. Um, and having a an inept quarterback in Shroud, presumably, isn't going to make things any easier on any part of the offense. Yeah, so Shroud penciled in to be the starter. Brian, uh, you know, they, they actually are very thin at quarterback. They they're backup from a season ago. Quit the team. Um, Brian Sneed is the starting penciled in to be the starting running back. He had one start a season ago for the season. He rushed for 299 yards. Uh, like I said, the I think if there is a strength on the offense, it's probably going to be the wide receiving core. If I had to guess, yeah, just cause they bring back Corey Rucker and they have Jeff Foreman, who was a good player for them a year ago. And they also bring in Courtney Jackson from Syracuse tight end. It's Emmanuel Stevenson who got some starts a year ago, but they're kind of phony starts because they were when they, when they go to the two tight end set. Well, I mean, Traore was obviously featured heavily in the offense with 50 catches, 655 yards. Maybe maybe that's Stevenson this year. Yeah. The offensive line only brings back two of five, but once again, you get Bayer in the portal who has 22 starts at Lamar. You could make an argument. It's three of five. I'm not super optimistic on the offense, Patty C. How about yourself? I'm not either, obviously, just based on what we're looking at, but I will say this. Let's let's give Butch Jones a little credit. Central Michigan, eight and six, eight and five, eleven and two. A nice three game jump in year three. At Cincinnati, the jump was in year two. Four and eight, ten and three, and then nine and three. So he at least maintained it in year three. Tennessee, five and seven, seven and six, nine and four, right? Yeah. And then nine and four again. Then he had that four and six season and uh, got canned. But uh, Arkansas State two and ten, three and nine. Maybe the jump is coming in year three for Arkansas State. The offense doesn't look like it's going to contribute much to that, but uh, his history suggests it could happen. Yeah, uh, but I will also make the case that uh, the year before he got to Central Michigan, they won the MAC championship, mm. and. Uh, Year before he got to Cincinnati, I believe they had an undefeated season, <laughs> right? Because uh, um, didn't didn't Brian Kelly leave in the middle of an undefeated season? 
He did. They were 12 and 0 in 2009. Yeah. So, uh, he definitely walked into great scenarios. Now the question is what was Tennessee in 2012? Probably not very good because that was Derek Dooley era. I believe. Yeah. Um, should be given a little credit for building uh, Tennessee back up. Look, he does get talent in the door. You know, that is kind of his specialty. I don't know what his sales pitch is. I'm sure he's, you know, going to be taking advantage of NIL money. Yeah. He was five. Look, he was five. The uh, Tennessee was five and seven in 2012. He, he came did. in and he was five and seven in 2013. So he maintained, uh, but no, he did get to nine and four in year three. So and, he has that and four. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's a terrible coach. I think like he does what he does. He recruits well. He probably isn't the best in-game coach, but if he can build the program, uh, Arkansas State, that's great for them. You get your recruiting profile up, and then you know if he leaves for not getting it done, at least he's left the uh, cover kind of stocked. Yeah, that's true. But that's I think he true. raises most of the programs he goes to, which is you know, yeah, just just on talent alone. It's Brian Kelly's family. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. part of the family. Uh defensively, Rob Harley is the defensive coordinator. He's got his work cut out for him. They were 106th in scoring defense out of 131 a year ago. 81st in rush defense, 89th in pass defense, charting at 89th overall. And they are breaking in an entirely brand new defensive line. That's never great to hear. Two or three back in the linebacking core led by Jaden Harris and Malik Stewart. And three or four back in the secondary, led by Sammy Jackson. Snakes on this motherfucking plane. And then tra- Travion Thomas and Eddie Smith. The kicker and punter are back. Dominic Z- Zavada is a is a damn good kicker. So if it's a close game, gotta like that. <laughs> they did lose uh, they had a, a two-headed punting uh beast last year, one of which left for James Madison. Sorry, we're taking you guys off the field and obviously on the field. Mm. Hello, Where that's you, gonna happen. You won again. by over twenty, I think, a year ago. Yeah. Um, man, that's just a lot to lose, buddy. It's a lot to lose that I don't know. Like losing, like having a brand new defensive line yep. is my point. That's a lot to lose, and then I just don't know that is the offense better than a year ago. Tough to say, but I think I, I'd rather have James Blackman. At QB, then Trout, almost anyone. And then you lose your Sun Belt All American tight end. Although James Blackman wasn't like killing it necessarily. True. True. Sixty-four completion percentage, pretty good. Fourteen touchdowns, three interceptions. I guess that is pretty darn solid. So maybe they're going to miss that a little bit. I'm just saying, like, is their offense improved? I don't know that I can say that. No. Um, Is their defense improved? I would. I get it. The secondary's back, and two or three of the linebacking core, but losing their whole D line. I would have to think that they they're at best would be the same, which yeah. is not good. I don't know. Um, they finished 89th in overall defense. Yeah, man, they weren't. They didn't create a lot of turnovers either. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm a bit I'm a bit confused on if this is going to work out in Jonesboro. And it's a pivotal year for for Butch Jones. But let's talk about it. Hopefully, you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. Remember, we're breaking down all 133 college football teams with a solo podcast. Uh, for each and every team in the land. We do this every single year. We talk college football year round, subscribe to uh, the college football experience on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to podcast at Patty. C. let me say this real quick. What's that? Like you mentioned, maybe saying that he raises the profile of the program uh, from the, where it previously was, was 
you know, a miss misjudgment based on some of the facts that like Cincinnati, for instance, was 12 and 0 before he walked in the door. The fact that he went four and eight before, you know, going back to nine wins doesn't mean that he actually improved the program, but it does mean that he has improved from where he was. And in the first year, pretty much yeah. everywhere he's yeah. gone. And so uh, whatever the reason is, maybe he's a slow starter or maybe whatever he's putting in takes a while, a little while to catch on. I think that is promising. But I think yeah, on paper, the, the team itself does not look like it's improving. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk, we're going to go game by game on the win total. Uh, talk about the, the red wolf season that is approaching. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the Arkansas state red wolf, 2023 season preview episode is brought to you by underdog fantasy. Yes. Best ball mania is here and underdog fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Plus there's plenty of ways to uh, win with their parlay prop. Uh, their player prop parlays, which I do all the time during college football season. You'll hear me talk about it as the season heats up. But right now, obviously, no college football is being played, so uh, they it's available for MLB, NHL, NBA. So check that out. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's UnderdogFantasy.com promo code SGPN. All right. You know my my actual point of that though. Was that they were pretty good before uh, before he came? Yeah, you know, and so if maybe he just like didn't live up to where the talent was before he walked in there for the first couple of years, and now he's finally got his stuff in and he can live up to what Anderson had done before, then I think this team should be, you know, based on being in the Sun Belt, being the number two team in Arkansas. What do you think the expectation of this team should be year in year out? Bowl games. Bowl game, certainly. I mean, yeah. like we said, top team in the conference from a talent composite. They should be a bowl team. Yeah, at least a bowl team. Probably yeah, competing seven or eight for Sun Belt championships, I think. Yeah. Uh, folks, if you're watching on YouTube, you see this sweet ass graphic here. Shout out to Cam Kerr, our graphics guy. And uh, the season uh, win total, Patty C. It's at four and a half. That would mean two more wins from a season ago. He had two in year one. He had three in year two. Can he get to five in year three? That that's the question. Let's, let's take a peek. Let's let's go. Let's take a look at this thing. Week one, Gaylord Family Stadium. They head to Norman. I look. I like it when these Arkansas schools play Oklahoma schools. Uh, they border. Uh, yeah, it's a border battle. Border battle. I like it. I, I think Tulsa should be playing Arkansas State every year. I made this case if you follow our Twitter account at TCE on SGPN. Cause I remember I did my rivals Yeah, that everyone should have their season ending game with rivals. I had yeah. Arkansas state Tulsa playing every I like year. It. Yeah. Um, they, the, the, they're heading to Oklahoma to take on the Sooners, which is never great because they're Oklahoma is pretty fire in Norman, Oklahoma over the, over the years. And they will be way improved over last year. Yeah. So I got Oklahoma pretty handily. Yeah. And then you have this fun rivalry that we always key in on uh, the Memphis uh, Arkansas state rivalry. Uh, I love this rivalry. They're only separated. I think by 45 minutes, if memory serves me correct. Yeah. Arkansas state's what uh, South East uh, Arkansas and uh, obviously Western uh, Tennessee for Memphis. So right next to each other. And this is called the paint bucket bowl, which I enjoy. Um, uh, Memphis leads a third has an eight game lead, but here's, here's the concerning thing. I think if you're an Arkansas state fan, Memphis has won four straight. All right. Uh, that is not good because for a while there, it seemed to be back and forth. I guess Memphis had a, had a, a patch from like 1991 
to uh, 2004 where they had dominated as well. But they and then Arkansas State had won four or five. But right now, currently, Memphis has won four in a row. Patty, see, this game is in Jonesboro. This was a 12 point game a year ago. It's a big year for both coaches. Ryan Silverfield, the head coach of the uh, Memphis Tigers. You know, a lot of people speculated he could have been fired this past offseason. He survives. Yeah. Huge game at Centennial Bank uh, on September 9th. I just think Memphis is a little bit better. I got to take the Memphis Tigers to win on the road. I think. I think this is a huge game for Butch Jones. If, you, in my opinion, I think this might be one of the bigger games on the slate for Butch Jones because not only is it a rivalry game that will will impress the boosters, is you get this win and momentum because you have Stony Brook next. I think Memphis wins it though. Give me like a 30, 35, 26 final. What are you doing here? Memphis went seven and six last year, but they're a lot better than that record suggests. One point loss against a good Houston team, two point over t- a time loss against ECU, yeah. ten point loss against Cotton Bowl champion Tulane on the road, a one a seven point loss against UCF, three point loss at SMU. Almost every single one of their losses is by around a score or less, and yeah. you know they. Uh, they are in, I think they're a better team and I think they get the W here. Where's it being played again? Jonesboro Jonesboro. Yeah. That, that could factor a little bit. I still got Memphis. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So Owen two, and then this regional matchup against Stony Brook from New York, um, <laughs> the sea wolves. What, Patty see? What is a sea wolf? Um, what, what would that be? Like we know it's sea lion, but what it's a hairy creature in the sea. That's really mean. <laughs> I feel like they don't exist. I feel like if you're in the ocean, uh, can I just go ahead and say that fictional animals <laughs> should not be a mascot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? Sea wolves? <laughs> the fuck is going on it's here? It's like uh, the never-ending story. Yeah. Uh, either way, Stony Brook was not a very good team a year ago. Patty C. That's a sky wolf. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Stony Brook coming off of a nice, uh, what were they? I feel like two and nine in the FCS. Uh, their lone wins were against Morgan State. Wait, th- th- I only see, oh yeah, Morgan State, and they upset the main Black Bears. Patty C, this is where Butch Jones gets his first win of the season. Off they are the schneid. One and two. Yeah. And then comes another gigantic game. Yeah, to this me. is maybe the biggest game on the whole schedule. I believe Will Hall is getting Southern Miss back up. You know, they've been down for a few years. Last year got them to their first bowl. Frank Gore Jr.'s their running back. They come into Centennial Bank Stadium in Jonesboro on Saturday, September twenty third. I hate to do it. I gotta take Southern Miss. They went seven and six last year as well. With, meanwhile, like having like forty different quarterbacks play, I feel like. Yeah. So I mean they had some close wins, some close losses. They were they were a pretty all things considered mediocre team, but that is still a better team than Arkansas state was last year. But They're heading in the right direction. Will Hall also built Tulane with, uh, with, uh, with Fritz. Yeah. With Fritz. I just think he's got, you go back and look one score loss to South Alabama. I mean, they're clearly trending in the right direction. One score loss to coastal one score loss or fourth overtime loss to Liberty. They had no business losing that Liberty game. They should have beat Liberty. Then again, they had some close wins. So true. You know, I, I they beat think, Tulane though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, shoot, <laughs> they beat the Cotton Bowl champ. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's it's even in Jonesboro. I think you have to lean Southern Miss, although it's not an unwinnable game, and it would be a massive win for Arkansas State True. if they did it. True. So I got them now at one and three, and uh, now they go to the McGurk. Now, <laughs> luckily for them, they're going to the McGurk in September. 
and yeah. not uh, October or November. Yeah. The McGurk I'm referring to is UMass's football stadium, which is in Amherst, Massachusetts. Patty C. This was a crazy game a year ago. Do you remember uh, this game? Arkansas State won 35-33 in Jonesboro. <laughs> that is not a good look for Arkansas State. They beat Stony Brook, by the way. UMass did last year as their lone win. <laughs> I'm taking UMass. Wow. I think that was year one of Don Brown. I trust that in year two of Don Brown, they're going to be a lot better. It's a long trip, you know. But you're right. September 30th isn't uh, probably beautiful up there yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um. I'm not. I think the fact that Arkansas State only beat them by two last year, in Jonesboro, in Jonesboro. I mean, it's it's a, a scary number, a scary stat. But I still think that's probably Arkansas State being asleep at the wheel. Maybe this is um, like the Clinton Kennedy Bowl. The Clinton Kennedy Bowl. That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, sleeping around politicians. Um, okay. Uh, so I got them one and four. You got them two and three. Yeah. Then they had this is a back to back away. They go from Massachusetts to Troy, Alabama to take on the reigning Sunbelt champs, huh? Um, right, Troy won last year, right? Yeah, they did. So, yeah. Uh this is a loss. <laughs> yeah. So I got them at I got them at one and five what, what one and uh one and five. five. Yeah. You got them at two and four? Yep. Then they get a bye week and they host the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, who I thought might be kind of a phony team this year, but then when I saw they retained the OC and Grayson McCall, I think Coastal's better. Give me Coastal Carolina to win this thing. Sure. I got them at one and six. Not looking so yeah, I got them at uh, two and five. But don't look don't look past this one because Saturday, October twenty eighth, Halloween weekend, Malone Stadium, ULM, a team they have owned twenty two to seven all time series. <laughs> I think they beat ULM even on the road. This is anyone's game. Never fade about in a big game. Uh, <laughs> I'm which, giving them this win. I am giving them this win too. I got them at three and five. You have them at two and six. Two and six. Uh, then the Louisiana Raging Cajuns come into Centennial Bank on November fourth. Mike Devereaux, Michael Devereaux, former Baltimore Oriole, uh, is the mm-hmm. head coach there. And uh, like My- Michael Desiromo, I think that team's still very talented. I think last year, you know, got to work out some kinks. I think Louisiana gets the best of them. That, that score last year was what eighteen to thirty-eight. They lost to uh, the Cajuns. Yeah, I think there's still a gap there. I think Desomro um is probably, you know, it, it remains to be seen if he can obviously get them back to where Napier had them. I don't think that that looks possible for this year. Who knows, but uh I still think there uh there's a, g- a pretty big gap there. Then after that they head to Hancock Whitney Stadium on Saturday, November 11th to take on the Jaguars of South Alabama, Patty C. That's a loss. Yes. That's a, that's a, that's a loss. South Alabama came Womack got them going in the right direction. 10 wins a season ago. Yeah. Then they host the Texas state Bobcats. And this is one I think is a winnable game for them. The problem is, is I think that GJ Kenny is a very good head coach. And guess what? Not only does he have a track record, uh, obviously as a player that played in the NFL and the CFL and all these, the, the UFL, but he was a, he was just a one year head coach. At incarnate word, he was twelve and two, made the FCS playoffs. 
and they came pretty damn close to knocking off the North Dakota State uh, Bison. I said Wildcats. Um, well, he did inherit a pretty good situation in in Carter Warren. True, true. So uh, maybe the track record isn't complete, or it's not very telling. You know, twelve and two doesn't necessarily mean a lot of coaches went through JMU, had great success. In fact, Texas State, uh, one of their previous coaches came from JMU, and he couldn't get it done. Uh, and so um, I think uh, I'm leaning our boy. Jones, Butchie Jones to get this one done. I got Give me win number four. I got Texas State. Mm, okay. So you got him at two and nine. Uh, but I will say I don't trust this one. I just think I thought Texas State Texas State did a great job with the portal. Like half that incarnate word team is on Texas State. Yeah. That continuity I like. Then they head to uh Huntington, West Virginia to take on the Marshall Thundering Herd on November twenty fifth. That's a loss. How do you see? I think this team is I got him at two wins, but I, I could see three. Either UMass or Texas State could be a win. Either way, the win total is four and a half. I don't even know. Build me a case on five wins. That's not that hard. Really? Yeah. Okay, I mean, build me that. I, I want to. Stony They have to win every game that is a 50 50 game Stony and then Brooks, upset somebody. UMass, ULM, and Texas State. That's four. Four. And then pull an upset. Give me Southern Miss. But what if what if Texas Marshall. State's favored? Give me Louisiana. Um, if Texas State, I mean, look, yeah, I'm with you. I'm on the under. I think they're closer. I think it's like three and a half, four should be the number. I don't have them like winning two. I think Butch Jones is gonna. Ha- I mean, they, you think he's fired after the year. He's probably fired, but yeah. I think they win. Like they should get to four. In fact, I think four flat should be the number. I think four and a half is a is definitely too high, and I don't I don't see them getting to five. They could, but uh, I'm on the under. It I'd would put, take them, you know, getting lucky in my opinion to get to five. Yeah, I'm on the under, and I like the under a lot. There it is. Yeah, so there we go, folks. You might even see this on a lock version of mine. So Look, I just don't see much talent on the roster. We're getting out the gates, and we're being honest here. We're, you know, we have the tendency we want to lean over, we want to be encouraged. What's hilarious is the unders are dominating here. Yeah. So far, I mean, what we're we're almost done with the A's. Yeah, and the unders are leading the way, and uh, pretty confident in our unders so far too. So, with that, folks. But uh, look, I got a chance. I have uh, Michael Barker here from College Football Campus Tour. If you haven't followed that Twitter account on Twitter, check it out. I did a little uh, interview with him right before the show here. So, uh, let me cue that up here for the fans. Uh, so here we go with that. All right, here we are talking Arkansas State football, and I am lucky enough to have on. Uh, I consider look if you, if you love college football, you got to be following this guy on on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour. You probably know who I'm talking about because I'm telling you, he gets retweeted like millions of times with his with his photos, his photo of the game. He does like five or six games a week when the college football season rolls around. I give you Michael Barker. How you doing, Michael? Thank you for having me. And, you know, we're going to be talking about a stadium here that is one of those games that you get to the fun belt games during the week. So uh, when you talk about six per week, these type of games are the reason you can put up those numbers. Yeah. Jonesboro, Arkansas, Arkansas state centennial bank stadium. How was your experience there? And tell us a little bit about uh, good old centennial bank stadium. So Centennial Bank Stadium, I've been to three games there and, you know, opened in 1974. It was originally named Indian Stadium because they were the Indians. And when they changed their 
mascot to the Red Wolves, eventually became Centennial Bank Stadium. Uh, it also opened with only 16,000 seats, now has over 30,000 seats. Uh, major upgrades in 2010 with a new press box. Uh, they have these rock formation waterfalls. Think uh, Anaheim Angels uh, outfield. Uh, they have uh, the same end zone. They ripped out all the seats and they put these dining tables that almost look like you're at a club and there's a, a bar there that you can get alcohol and that's really the place to be. So uh, the first time I went and visited was in 2017. It really didn't have this feel, these amenities. And over the course of five or six years since I've been traveling, uh, it's just got better and better. There we go. I mean, look, they, they were in the FCS. I feel like what 30 years ago, I feel like maybe 25 years ago. I, 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 I don't know. I don't have that in front of me right now, but I know they they've, they've won at Texas A and M, I think in the, in the mid two thousands. And uh, this program's really coming along and, and it sounds like the stadium is making that progress as well from what you've experienced. Yeah. Well, so, I actually was at uh, 2020, they beat Kansas state in their home opener in Manhattan, which was pretty memorable to, to see that. And, you know, coach Bush Jones, we have a sec level coach there, uh, but I've seen three games there. Uh, 2019, 2020, 2021, the most memorable game that I was there, they beat Georgia state in a shootout 59 to 52. So uh, there's a lot of success in that program. Uh, the Sun Belt we know is very deep. Uh, the West is a little bit uh, less deep than the East and, you know, a couple moves, couple recruits, they could be right back in the thick of things. There we go. I got to get myself out to Jonesboro because it sounds like a good time. You might find me at that bar watching some Red Wolf football. Uh, awesome. I mean, look, I, I, I love the fact that the Sunbelt and we've urged this on this show for years, whether it was Maction, whether it was Sunbelt, and now you're seeing the C, the CUSA move to playing a lot more weekday games. And, and, you know, I know you're pro weekday games because it, it adds into the fact that you can visit five, six, you know, games a week. Um, so, Hey, what are you doing folks? If you're in the Arkansas area, if you're in the Oklahoma area, if you're in the Memphis, Tennessee, just across the river, all right, get yourself over to Jonesboro and catch an Arkansas state game folks. Um, all right, Michael. Well, look you guys got to give him a follow. You got to I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you will be blown away by the amount of travel, the shots, Photography wise, I don't know if he went to school for it, but either way, they're looking great. Uh, Michael, thanks for coming on and talking about Centennial Bank Stadium in Jonesboro. Absolutely. And I promise you, they're iPhone photos. So nothing fancy, but thank you. <laughs> that, 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 whatever. Whatever you're doing, it looks good. Keep doing it. All right. Folks, check them out at CFB Campus Tour on Twitter. Michael Barker, and get yourself out to a Red Wolf game, college football, Sunbelt football. What's not to like, folks? All right. We are back. What a great job. I mean, college football campus tour, man. This guy lives, lives the dream. He's out there doing it folks. Give him a follow. And I got to get the Jonesboro stadium, you know, Patty C what do you make of Arkansas state's program though? You want to see them come up. You want to see them uh, eventually, you know, you look around, you know, 20 years ago, TCU was in the whack. Yeah. All right. 22 years ago. I remember watching them go from the Mac to the mountain West to the big 12. Uh, you can do this uh, 20, Two years ago, I believe UCF was in the MAC. Yeah. They went from the MAC to the CUSA to the AAC to the Big Twelve. Could Arkansas State be one of those programs? Dude, they could be in the Big Twelve. They're a geographic fit. If they come up and start, if they do what they were doing, I, obviously the Sun Belt's a little harder. But if you'll allow me, 
you know, just to remind the fans starting in 2011 with old Hugh strip club freeze, 10 and three, 10 and three, eight and five, seven and six, nine and four, eight and five, seven and five, eight and five, eight and five. That is a good program. Yeah. Maintain that for get back on track in the current Sunbelt. If expansion happens, Jonesboro may be pretty high on a lot of team, a lot of places radar. There you go, folks. You heard it here first. He's on the under though. And I'm on the under. Maybe we'll be wrong. We've been wrong before, but I feel like more times than not, if you've been listening throughout the years, we're pretty good at calling these things. Uh, so best wishes with Butch Jones. And like I said, you know, we are wrong sometimes. Maybe, maybe he has a great year and figures it out, but I just don't see it right now. So, uh, Patience, though. Patience, perhaps, in Jonesboro. Subscribe to the college football experience. So don't show any patience in, in, in subscribing. We need you to just get over there, Smash subscribe, it. iTunes, Spotify. Also, remember, we're on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick, who I uh, announced was on the show earlier, even though he wasn't, he's on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N I C K. He's not with us on this episode. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Don't forget the college football experiences on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the app store and Google play store. We also host the college basketball experience and college baseball experience. So go check that out as those, you know, college baseball seasons in the thick of it. And then uh, the basketball seasons coming right up in a few months, folks, this is the college football experience, Arkansas state red wolf style. You better start thinking about yours. And we are out of here.